Welcome to the Sunbeam Chats podcast, a conversation about business, entrepreneurship, women, wellness, and more. I'm your host, Arlene Hall. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Sunbeam Chats. I am so happy to be here because today my guest is Marissa Benin from Jamaica. Marissa Benin is an attorney at law, educator, creative, founder, and artistic director of Pile for the Arts. She pursued her undergraduate studies at Hunter College in the City University of New York and completed a BA in Language Arts and Media while holding a work dance scholarship at the prestigious Broadway Dance Center in Manhattan, New York. Upon graduation, she returned to Jamaica and joined the NDTC, where she rose to the ranks of principal dancer. She also holds a master's degree in curricular development and education and later pursued her studies in law and was called to the Jamaican Bar in 2016. She is currently the National Director for the Culture and Creative Industries Council in Jamaica. Welcome, Marissa. Thank you. Yes, it's been it's so good, as I said, because I know we were trying to sort of coordinate our schedules to have this conversation. So um, let's let's get started because I know you're I quite busy. You. Yes. Okay, <laughs> good. So, Marissa, you have led quite an interesting life, um, as I would have read in your bio before um, and your professional and, and in your professional and creative life. And you have quite the accomplishments in both. And it's very inspiring and commendable. Tell us a bit about um why you or how you discovered your love for the arts and dance in particular and then you know your attorney and how everything kind of came together um in in your life ah that's a loaded question but um i started dancing in primary school without any formal training uh i went to high school and i i remember i was in maybe first form and um, a classmate of mine told me that there was a group called Little People and Teen Players Club. And, you know, they, they had this production at the, at the Ward Theatre. And I think we, 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 we slipped out of school early uh, to watch. And there were like a hundred kids on the stage from, from minors to teens, you know. And, you know, I'll tell a little bit older. I thought... I really should be in that group. I mean, I had no formal training, but I love to dance. Yeah. And um, at the end of their production, I remember they used to have it in May. I auditioned and I got in. And these people literally became my grooming school for life. But it was focused on the arts. So, you know, we got training in dance, in music, in, in theater tech, in drama. And it, it really did shape my life in terms of all my other moves, you know. Um, it what you know, even though we had to do training and everything, dance was my my strongest point. And um, from there, I did all the necessary ballet exams and all the different training. Finished high school and I went away to, to New York and I, I got a scholarship at the Broadway Dance Center. And I went to Hunter College simultaneously. And, you know, so even though I didn't, I did a minor in college, but, you know, my, my first degree was in language arts. But dance became such an integral part of my life. You know, it's, I always, when people ask me about it, I said, you know, the dance has never left me. Yeah. The dance has never disappointed me, you know. And um, as much as I, you know, I came back home, I joined the NDTC, then moved away to London to study again. 
but the dance was still there because as much as I was living in England, I never missed a tour or I never missed a season with the NDTC. I would fly over to New York or wherever and join the tour. Mm-hmm. I would come in time for the season. Came home from London again and I started studying again and I went to law school. But the dance was always one thing that's just, that has always been constant in my life is dance. So even before all my law exams, I would never miss a rehearsal. I would never miss a dance class. And the notes would be with me. If we're having progressions across the floor, I have my notes in every corner of the floor, you know. And um, so a lot of what I do, a lot of what I have achieved, you know, is really because of my involvement in dance, which is why I even started pay for the arts. So as much as I'm a lawyer, I'm the National Director of the Creative Industries Council in the Ministry of Culture. Dance is, is what I feel is kind of, obligation to give back you know which is the you know the basis on which i formed pay for the arts but don't, let me know let me let you run the question <laughs> even your mouthful no 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 it's it's good i like actually when you said that dance has never disappointed you and you know um that speaks volumes because because it's like everything in life which is so um, you know, life itself can be ups and downs and that kind of thing. And I think from what I'm getting from that is that dance is that one constant in your life, that yes. discipline that you have and that escape and that love, and it has never disappointed you. So I like that. I absolutely love, love that, Marissa. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, okay. So you would have um, given us an insight in terms of your journey, in terms of from, you know, the creative and going into studying law and, and, and what have you. I want to ask the question though, um, you would have studied, as you said, in New York and in London, which I'm sure shaped the person you are today and your mm-hmm. worldview. So how has these experiences kind of um, uh, shaped and developed you into the professional woman you are today? Well, you know, I always tell people, when you live in New York and you've, you've gone to New York for a specific task and you complete it, as, as I would normally say, you survive New York. You actually can survive anywhere else. Yeah. You know? And um, what, what I learned, the main thing I learned from studying in New York is that you can do so much. This thing of just having, you know, one job or doing one thing there, you know, it, it, it confirmed to me that the different tentacles of my own being and to know that I, I was full-time at Hunter. But I was on a dance scholarship at the Broadway Dance Center. You know, I, I did other odd jobs. It's like, no, you know, there was, yeah. my classmates were just not doing one thing. And that is what I, that was the biggest culture shock for me because I don't know, in the Caribbean, I think. I think yes, in the Caribbean, we tend to do one thing. Yeah, I In think school, so. I was just in school. Yes. Even though we're adults. So, so when I came back from New York and I, um, I went to law, I went to, I came back from New York. I went, came back from New York and I taught a bit. And then I moved to London. The same thing. I had a, I was in my master's in curriculum development, but I was a full-time teacher as well. So I was a full-time student, student, student doing my master's. And I was um, a full-time teacher. Yeah. And it felt normal. It, you know, going to school alone or going to work alone maybe would have been odd for me at that point. Mm. So when I came back to Jamaica and I, you know, I did tertiary education after I had completed tertiary education in New York and in London. And, you know, when I see grown people, because I mean, after you're, you're 18, you are grown. Yeah. And 
you know, and older that they just they just studied alone. I, I couldn't fathom it. You yes. know, when I came home and I started law school, I had a full-time job. The faculty of law, that is. When I went over to the law school, I had a full-time job and I was a full-time student. And that, to me, felt normal. And I think that has that was inculcated from living in, in New York, where you, you can work, you can go to school, you can... You can do a lot of things, but I, I, I do think now, though, that um, if like young, the young people, for example, are they're doing a lot more with yes. their time. You know, they're, you know, they're 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 hustling. You yes. know, and mm-hmm. and it looks good to me, but I I still think that culture is embedded where you feel like okay, I'm just a student in a tertiary institution, and I'm, and that's all I will be, and you know that for me needs a, a bigger paradigm shift. Yeah, yeah. And I think especially coming out of the pandemic, um, you know, the last two years, three years, and we sort of now, you know, the, the, the veil has been lifted and the cloud has been lifted. People had to, many people lost their jobs mm-hmm. and that whole um, career and job situation has, you know, there's a shift mm-hmm. in terms of people understanding what it is, people doing, you know, they're not hustling as it were in terms of nine to five. And then mm-hmm. I think even for me, I've, I've, I've always been one of those. I've worked and study, worked and study mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then I find that as well, that even sometimes when I do one thing, because, um, you know, I'm consulting now and I'm like, but I'm missing, you know, I, um, I was listening to one of these stars and she was talking about, she was studying and working, right? So she was in school, sorry. And she was, mm-hmm. she was in a sitcom kind of thing. And when she finished school, she was like, I have a lot of brain space left. Because mm-hmm. she was like, I'm accustomed doing more than one thing. And I think human exactly. beings, we have the capacity to do more than one. And yeah. it's something that we should explore. So I want to talk a little bit about Jamaica. Because mm-hmm. your country is known the world over. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, for, you know, Jamaica. If any country in the Caribbean that people know about, it's absolutely Jamaica. It was funny that I was watching this um, K-pop drama. I'm very much into Asian dramas now. Mm-hmm. And there is, you know, this... He was um Korean, South Korean, and there he was, and he was in this Bob Marley, I mean Jamaican colors, right? With lux and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who would have thought? <laughs> it was so weird to see. But that's to tell you the the notoriety and how people know Jamaica. So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about Jamaica. We're talking about the creative arts in Jamaica. What makes um, you know, your country that so um you know appealing and 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 everybody thinks okay when you talk about caribbean islands is jamaica tell us about that love for jamaica and and why well, you know this is you know after you leave so many places and nowhere has ever really replaced jamaica and i find that our creative industries just almost by osmosis you right. know is is our black gold you know mm-hmm. um the bauxite to finish we're not finding any oil and i really think that the creative industries is our black gold yeah um there is something that is mesmerizing about the place that i i don't even know if you know we understand it and 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 if we have really developed on it you know there are just some things that you know just a jamaican party Yes, you know, um, which we just, have intro, which intro that, trust me, <laughs> through one yeah, of those, you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, there are just some things quintessential Jamaica that you can't replicate it, and even if you do replicate it elsewhere, it's still not the same. It's like having fish at Pelsha, 
Yeah. When you put Helshan, you have the fish and you take the same fish from Helshan, you have it at home. It tastes different. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. just these magical moments, you know, where are that on the world map and we have given the world seven genres of music. Yeah. You know, we, we still have the fastest human alive and, and arguably the fastest man, arguably the fastest woman as well. Yes. You know, and um, there is, there's nothing like like being here with all its struggles and with all its flaws. Yeah. Um, this is the place I feel most important. Uh, this is the place that I feel most alive. Yeah. You know, and I've done a fair bit of traveling, but uh, in, in, in quick time, seven days, I'm ready. And yeah. I'm ready to come home, you know, and, you know, living, a, living away for at least 10 years, you know, I still didn't miss a beat. You know, I came home often enough mm-hmm. and so that um, I didn't lose my Jamaican-ness, you know. No, um, not at all. I, yeah, <laughs> and I, I found that even teaching in high schools in London. Yeah. Um, I was appreciated simply first, simply for being Jamaican. Right. And, you know, that's one of the special that's you know for me that that holds dear to my heart but the, the creative industries uh it, and, and and the drawback to that is you know as much as i think it's valuable i don't think we we are getting our fair share of that trillion dollar business that exists and some of it you know our own doing and when i say or i mean creatives you know yes um, but I am heartened by the, some of the production, the creative production companies coming up. I'm heartened by the creativity of the young people and, and um, that they are they are driven creative entrepreneurs more than ever before. And also that they are now speaking about money. And that is very important. You know, I, I believe that in the past, you know, the, the generation who would have tried to mentor my generation they i think they had an issue with us talking about money demanding money and seeing the value of money and seeing the value of our time and saying that it is worth money um those conversations in the creative spaces didn't happen a lot before and i think that they are happening a lot more now and i'm 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 very heartened by that yeah Absolutely. And I should say that I, I met uh, Marissa um, first, actually, yes, when we were, um, you know, CARICOM and Caribbean and we hosted Gary Festa. So I first met, I met you in Guyana and I remember coming into the room and then I was like, okay, yes, Jamaica is here. And so, I mean, just to, to go back to the fact that, you know, the strength of Jamaica's brand and you and you representing Jamaica and it's in, in all of its glory. Um, you know, I mean, and for me, it's like, okay, immediately Jamaica's here and so on. And I remember that first encounter and was so, it was so good. And, you know, and I really appreciated you being you in terms of you. you know, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know <laughs> some other people might have been rubbed the wrong way, but I'm fine with it. And I absolutely love the strength that you have as, um, as a woman, as a professional and all that you do and, and being Jamaican, authentically Jamaican. So yeah. That's that generational gap, you know? Yeah. You know, when, when, when they can't manage or they can't consume, you know, my utterances and stuff like that, that's, 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 that, that's that generational gap. 
okay. where you know and 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 you see it happening a lot mm-hmm. where we try to compare um say a creative that was successful in the 60s versus a creative now that is you know successful in the third decade of the 21st century yeah you know and we try to put them in the same lane and, and the bottom line is we're not no yeah and, and that doesn't mean that you know there is no appreciation for what's in the past you know professor except produced to say when you're driving forward you still have to look in the rear room mirror yeah so well you can't keep looking back if you keep looking back and going forward you're gonna crash yes yeah. you know it's, it's 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 that glimpse back to 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 make sure that you know you're aware of what happened behind you but you are looking forward in going to where you're going and no more than ever i'm way more resolute than you know the marissa that you you'd have met at um really oh that's that's dangerous then (laughs) okay no i mean that's good stuff more assertive you know (laughs) way more assertive (laughs) well i'm but but i'm saying you were very assertive then so i would imagine (laughs) what you are now (laughs) Um, but talking about the creative um, industry and yes so you were um is it last year or so um appointed a director national director for culture and creative industries council in jamaica Mm-hmm. What is the mandate of the council and and what do you hope to bring to this rule? Okay, so so it, the, the 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 it's the National Entertainment Culture and Creative Industries called um council and it is an amalgamation of all the sectors. Okay. From publishing, animation, fashion, film, performing arts, entertainment production, wow. culinary. So it is an amalgamation of all aspects, all facets of the creative industries and really trying to and i i emphasize the word trying to streamline you know certain things it's it's, it's a large elephant yes um, I would imagine. that you can only bite you know one bite at a time and in, instead of trying you know being daunted about okay all of this i i take it in stride you know first of all i you know one of my main babies that i've created through the ministry is um a creative career expo that um we gather students from across the island uh in kingston and we find successful creatives locally and internationally to that are that are successful in their areas of business whether it is event production whether it is lighting whether it is animation whether it is publishing whether it is performing arts and and it's not just a talk shop it is talking to people who who have demonstrated and will demonstrate at the very expo what it is they do the what and why they do what they do and students you know get a first hand um opportunity to to talk to these creatives to see what they're doing so for example we had a lighting director from um that was lighting for for john legend jay-z beyonce that that was that was in jamaica that was wow trained in jamaica you know um we had marcus james who was trained in jamaica was in little people and was in game of thrones and or or what we had two main speakers this year we had mateo and mateo is uh a young man from montego bay who went to cornwall college and studied jewelry and is now the designer for Michelle Obama 
and Rihanna. Mm. So we, we had it, it, it is a quintessential round table of successful creatives. And our main speakers were Janet Raleigh, who was a former manager for, for Beyonce's Ivy Park for six years. Okay. Who, who um was the producer of the film for for um that festival Coachella or Coachella yes. for who did the Ivy Park deal with Adidas, who is now who was the first black executive vice president of CNN, who's now the CEO of, of American Ballet Theatre. Her mother was born in Jamaica. And so these are the people and and uh, the other thing is I wanted them to know that you know, to be successful in the creative industries doesn't mean you have to be the person front and center with the mic. Yes. You know what I'm saying? John, who is a lighting director for all these things, you never see John, but John mm-hmm. makes the show go on. Yes. The production company, the rigging, you know, the main event, the starlights, all these big companies in Jamaica. And you see, you never see these guys on stage, but guess what? The show can't go on without them we had the main publisher ian randall that you would know yes and um we had the president of linfield university this year who has given five scholarships in perpetuity to students who want to study at linfield university so my focus is really on the new generation that is coming up that is that is still searching that that we can say here is a path professional progression in the creative industries yeah that is what the aim is to start with the young people and you know this might sound away but they are creatives you know generation old and you know that they are so set in their ways that i am not gonna stop the parade to pick up a penny yes you know in terms of there's these things that need to happen now be more business-like about you being uh uh within the industry Yes. You know, are, are you registering your business? Have you registered your IP? You know, um, host, you know, what is the structural setting of your organization? You know, are you copywriting your material that you are that you are doing? You know, are you charging accordingly? Yes. You know, are you paying your taxes? Mm. Are you going to sit down and wait on the government to to support you? And I always. You know, as a creative, people find it very strange because I would say, if I graduate from law school, do I expect the government to come now and say, okay, here's a law practice? Mm-hmm. So if you decide that you're going to go to dance school and become a dancer, what is so special about you just somebody funding you? And we have to, there needs to be this paradigm shift with regards to entitlement and thinking that you ought to get something because you are a creative yes. from the government. And and the, and, 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 the, and the other side to that is you, you don't have a registered business, which means you don't pay any taxes. So you want from the government coffers, but you're not putting anything in there. So those are some of the things we have to start um, with our young people. Register your business. You know, there is, you know, there is assistance from the government. Is it enough? It will never be enough. I don't know any country in the world that is giving their creative industries enough. True. But mm-hmm. when you know when when they use examples coming out of Europe, well, you know the government in Germany give credit, but the, the people in Germany are paying taxes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are some of the things. Um, getting the different professional associations up and running, doing audit. How many members do you have? You know. Um, 
are they paying fees how what are you doing to assist them and you know once you you are communicating with the associations when you find out about grants you know we have we now have an established entertainment and creative industries registry there are mm. benefits for being in that so for example you are a creative and you may you may be doing a studio you may have a home studio and you're bringing in equipment you get your tools of trade but mm. are you registered are you paying your taxes you know so 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 those are some of the things that Excellent. i am trying to do in, in in you know inculcating a system of structure yes and why and why it is important i i, I we will never be able to to attain you know all that is required but what i my aim is to do legacy things that are impactful yes. and that like 20 years down the line somebody will say you know that i came to your career your, your, your career expo and i got an internship i'd say at a main event or a mystique and guess what i'm now fully employed and yes. then years later here so you have shares and years later here you form your own company that is like main event yes those are some of the things that i'm focusing on i i, I will never try to take on all the struggles of creatives and and be you know bogged down by all that they haven't gotten 25 30 years ago i can't take on those things but i'm building and yeah. hopefully that the young people will realize that you know there is a structured way to this that you you can thrive and not only survive in the creative industries that has been my mantra this sufferer creatives i'm not into that i'm not even participating in those things yeah. i'm not participating in the um conversations you know mm-hmm. so these are the things yeah excellent and and for, just to, to, to close on that topic it's really laying the foundation because other things i think they could kind of learn other spaces but i think that what you're doing is excellent excellent stuff that capacity building mm-hmm. and, and bringing structure and and, and and letting them know that they have to be professional about these things and making mm-hmm. your creative your your creative business or your creative um of you as a creative become a professional i think that that's really the foundation i think a lot of them need to then build on what they need to do um so shifting gears a little bit now you mm-hmm. you have started many projects you you spoke about i think is it pile for the arts did i pronounce play. it play play um and then which is your brain child and your love and then of course you've also done you've started the recently the caribbean creative marketplace so tell mm-hmm. us a bit about both of them and what you hope to achieve with them Okay so play for the arts um I started 6 years ago and that was as I was saying earlier that, that was my my almost like a, a an obligation to give in back yeah and it has ballooned into something bigger than I thought would have happened so quickly uh I think big I think it's you know but the, the, what we do is we create this international dance gala every year and and the funds from that gala um we afford Jamaican dancers to go to dance intensives in the US so we've had dancers that have gone to the Albanese school complexion contemporary ballet um Broadway dance steps on Broadway and very recently we had three dancers who participated in the Debbie Allen um hot chocolate nut in California. Wow. And that for me is is kind of crazy because, you know, I've been sending DMs to Debbie Allen's Instagram page for years, you know. Yeah. 
and um what has worked for me is that once we invite people here we treat them really well and we treat the local dance as well and it has just become easier and easier every year you know we've literally brought down dancers from the four corners of the earth to jamaica for our gala we've had a duet from the bolshoi you know mm -hmm. you know the top companies in 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 europe ndt um, new york city ballet american ballet theater we just had fix me jesus last year that is from the most famous modern dance in history revelations from from um from alvin ailey you know this year we will have michaela the prince you know we've had misty copeland uh maybe the most famous yeah desmond richardson the first black man to become principal dancer in american ballet theater and his entire company um, we've had people from, you know, Alonzo King Lines, Parsons, you know, and I, you know, I always say this, you know, there is, I, 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 I don't, there is a artistic director in any top line company who doesn't know the name Marissa Benin or play for the arts, because if I, if, if, if you're one of the top companies, you're going to, I'm going to seek out one of your dancers mm. and I'm going to write you, you know, and so is 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 a gala like no other and what we also do on the gala is that we have a national audition and we we invite dancers from all the top companies to audition and the successful dancers they come together that's called the play collective and they perform on the show so they are performing they are sharing a stage with misty copeland desmond richardson dancers from all around the world and that opportunity is, is really amazing and um last year we formed a junior collective for dancers between the ages of i think 12 and 18 and let me tell you they were phenomenal on the show because i don't think it's you, you, you don't do something because of your age you know what i mean yeah it, it's you know once you have the talent and um and through that we we have international workshops throughout the year you know um you're talking about no next month we have the dean of the jackie kennedy and school at american ballet theater the following month we have alicia graf who's the dean of juilliard and our gala is in july so that is what we've been so not only and what we try to do yes you're coming here to dance but a part of my contractual agreement is that there's some kind of cultural exchange yes i'm gonna pay you to perform but at the very least, I usually ask, teach a class, you know, give back. Yes. So apart from just coming to do a show, what is attached to the amalgamation period is that there are these workshops. And and often more than not, the workshops are free or they just pay a registration fee. Mm -hmm. And that is what we have been doing. And so our international series begins um, in March with Arby Lynch from the Jackie Kennedy Onassis School. And then we go into Alicia Graf from the Julia School. The Caribbean creative market now is, is almost a springboard from off from the whole play concept that will take in the entire Caribbean. So what it is going to do is I'm gonna have workshops in in so we're literally replicating what we do for the amalgamation period throughout the the, the, the island. So it's, it becomes a Caribbean creative market. We'll have international teachers. We have satellites maybe in Trinidad, um, in Barbados, and I mean satellite in Jamaica. And so it's almost like a training for them at the end of that period, they should be able to perform. Okay. 
Excellent. And um, to be on a production, and and apart from that, we're hoping that we would get some international talent scouts, uh, people from the cruise lines, and all of those things to also come and be at the 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 the, the final um, market setting, which which would be in Jamaica. So it's really. Um, spreading the PA wings throughout the region with that being the focus, but it's really on the performing arts. Okay, excellent. Well, Marissa, as we come to a close, I mean, you know, I mean, I could talk to you forever, um, <laughs> but because there's so much to learn and it's such amazing work that you're doing in Jamaica and your love and your passion for the arts and dance and all of it um, is so inspiring. And, you know, you being appointed the director, to, you know, in, in terms of this industry is, is perfect, really. So Thank you. as we, as I said, as we come to a close, let us know where we can find you, where they can find, um, you know, your, all of the projects you're involved in online or mm-hmm. otherwise, um, if somebody would like to partake in some way. Okay. So plie for the arts, P-L-I-E for the arts, um, is our handle on Instagram or handle on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, Marissa Benin. Um, not hard to find. I think there's only one Marissa Benin in the entire world. <laughs> And um, more ways than one. (laughs) (laughs) So the the, the email is playforthearts at gmail.com. My email is marissabenin at gmail.com. So I try to make it very simple that um, you can find me or you can find play. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, any final words before we wrap up? I mean, in terms of. Um, because you, I read where you said that you have a dream, and I wanted to ask, what is that dream? The dream continues. It's, I'm all, I'm, 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 I'm a dream chaser, mm-hmm. you know. And is is there's no destination, and my dreams, you know, they have these tentacles. But the dream is play for the art, being the top um, curator of of international galas, and. Um, always finding a way to to to, to develop the, fo- the performing art and making sure in my own actions and in players own actions that we are also creating a path to professional progression in the creative industries excellent and that you're doing so again thank you so much for finally having this chat with me i wish <laughs> you all the best and you continue to do your excellent yeah. work. and thank you for for this platform i think it's great and hopefully the people in the region will will log on and 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 um yes see what, they are what they are they are doing and thank you so much okay yeah, so man. you take care yeah thank you okay, bye. bye this has been sunbeam chats with arlene hallman be sure to download the podcast for more great inspiring stories and don't forget Follow Sunbeam Chats on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time. And remember, keep